0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavoured Snapple
1: near you. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast. With new episodes released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now today is November the 17th and we start in 1988 when the front cover of Rolling Stone magazine featured Guns and Roses. Why do I mention this? Well, it's because the magazine followed Aerosmith on tour that summer with uh, Guns N' Roses opening. Now, Aerosmith was supposed to be the cover stars. They assumed that would be the case. But with Axel and company becoming more popular than the headliners at that time, the magazine went with Axel and co. They used the front page headline of Hard Rock Heroes. And checking in on this day in 1993, after a concert in Helsinki, Finland, Richie Blackmore quit Deep Purple for a second and final time. It was mid-tour as well. On this day in 1980, John Lennon released Double Fantasy. A few weeks later, he was murdered and the album shot to number one all around the world. Going back to 1971, and on this day, The Faces released their classic album, A Nod Is As Good As A Wink To A Blind Horse. It contained the hit, Stay With Me. And on the birthday front, we say happy birthday to former Jethro Tull legend, awesome guitarist, Martin Barr. Martin is 76 years old today. But for today's show, we are sadly remembering someone who passed away on this day in 1995. Yes, on this day in 1995, singer, songwriter and all-round top Geordie Alan Hull passed away. Alan was a founding member of the band Lindisfarne, who scored some big hits in the UK with top ten songs including Run For Home, Meet Me On The Corner and Lady Eleanor, plus a number one album with Fog On The Tine, as well as other top ten albums including Dingley Dell and Nicely Out Of Tune. Alan sadly died as a result of a coronary thrombosis aged just 50. Now I spoke with his former bandmate of so many years, Ray Laidlaw, on episode fifty-three of Vintage Rock Pod, and here he is talking about Alan's passing and the recent tribute documentary all about him. And then um, something else that was sad. Obviously, Alan passed away uh, in nineteen ninety-five suddenly, and that must have been devastating for the band and difficult for all of you at that time.
0: It was. It's and it's uh, it's still still difficult. It was. Well, put it this way. It was. The way, best way I can describe it, it was, it was a shock, but not a surprise, because he wasn't the fittest of people. But it was still a massive shock. And I think we were all in shock for a few months. You know, we didn't, just couldn't really believe it had happened. So initially, you get through something like that just by sort of, you gather together, don't you? And you support each other. Yeah. And that's what we did. We helped the family get through the funerals and all that stuff and keeping the press away because they were desperate for some dirt. You know, you know what they like? Yeah. Uh, so we kept them away from the family. We did all that stuff. And then we sort of basically had a little meeting at Rod's house and said, what are we going to do? And it took us about 20 minutes to decide to keep going, to be honest with you, because the alternative was just basically a dead stop on all that music. And, and we didn't see any point in, in doing that because although Alan was a huge part of the band, he wasn't the band. And if we didn't record his songs and, sorry, and sing, sing his songs, perform his songs, who else was going to do that? So we decided to keep going and, and just play it gently, play it by, see what happens, see how people reacted. And thankfully, the majority of people who had been fans of the band reacted very well, and we had another really good eight years. Yeah. Um, a couple of good albums were made. You know, it, Obviously, Rod, who was the main writer now, had to raise his game, and he did. He, he, you know, he rose to the occasion and, and came out with some fantastic tunes, and the other band members contributed too. We made a couple of great records, and I think we did uh, some... Really good stuff in that last eight years.
1: Absolutely, and it's nice as well. Recently, to, to see his legacy lives on. A couple, just a couple of months ago, there was a, a great BBC Four documentary, wasn't it, Lindisfarne's fans, Geordie Genius, uh, the Alan Hull story, which came out, wasn't it? That's fantastic to see.
0: Well, that, that was. I spent four years getting that together. Oh, um, wow! <laughs> uh, from initial idea, but um, in actually, the initial idea was much longer ago than that. But but four years working on it seriously to try and get it made, and um, we were all thrilled a bits with the reaction you know, because um, we knew it was a story that needed to be told, you know, because Alan was sort of basically in the back of the music fan's consciousness. He was there sort of in the background, but most people didn't realise how good he was, and we wanted that story to be told, so so Ennis had a fantastic reaction. The, the yeah. number of people who have been in touch, you know, people who I don't really know very well, a lot of people who I do know well, but a lot of people who don't know well being in touch saying how, you know, they're going to reappraise all of Lindisfarne's work because they didn't realise, you know, they knew a few songs, but they didn't know what was the depth of the quality of it, really. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was great to see the contemporary side of it all with Sam Fender involved.
0: Yeah, well, Sam's a good lad. Not, he obviously lives in the same town as me. I've known him since he was a teenager. And um, we asked him originally if he'd just do an interview. And he said, yeah, sure, I'd love to. You know, he, he was familiar with the songs. And then when we were getting close to wanting to actually get the thing done, it suddenly occurred to us if we could get him to front the show, it would open it up to a whole new audience. And um, he jumped at it. Um, the BBC were thrilled to bits about that because obviously it, it changes the whole slant of the show. And I thought Sam did a great job. You know, I think he's got a future in TV if he gets sick of being a rock and roller.
1: <laughs> the brilliant Ray Laidlaw there. Check out the full interview to hear the fascinating rise of the band, an unlikely success story in many ways for a folk rock group from the northeast of England who split up and reformed and just got bigger and bigger. And they ended up releasing a song with one of the biggest high profile footballers of the day, too. Episode 53 for all that sort of stuff, definitely please do check it out. But that's it for November 17th. I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day rock goodness. But until then, take care.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football